The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, good evening. Welcome to another big week on WTMJ Nights. Glad you're with us. We're here until Brewers Baseball at 8 o'clock. As you've heard, they are out in Arizona. Big show planned for those that time, but it's more fun when you get involved. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. If you avail yourself of the talk part of that line, you'll be talking to Tommy. He's producing the big broadcast tonight. Be nice to him. That way you can get to me. And if you're going to text, maybe you want to start out by answering our text question of the night with two police officers being killed on Saturday and then another mass shooting today. Um, they've become, the shootings have become so common. Are you even phased by them anymore? We hear about these way too often, you know, uh, Nashville last week, and then, uh, and then we had the police officers this weekend, and then today in Louisville, a bank shooting. Uh, does it even does it even bother you anymore when you hear about these things, or have you resigned yourself to the fact that really there's nothing we can do, and um, you know, it's just a, just another day in America. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. That is the WTMJ talk and text line. That's how you can answer that question, and we'd love it if you did. Tommy, did you have a good Easter weekend? Big holiday. Uh. I was working, so you know me. Same same thing. Came in here, did the Bucks game, Bucks talk yesterday. So, yeah, had a great Easter. You love to work, even when you're not working. You worked. Uh, if people didn't hear you when you dropped by Friday, you you did. You went above and beyond for the show, and for that I will be eternally grateful. Uh, you were at the Big Qdoba burrito eating contest on Friday in the Deer District, and you came in. If people want to hear that, they can go back because. You guys, you and Justin podcast this show every night right after it's over, and uh, within a couple minutes. Listen, don't it's eight oh three. Don't start complaining if they don't have it up yet. They got other things to do, but you get it up very quick, so people can go. Well, wow, that sounded weird. Um, you can, you can go back either way and listen to the podcast and hear Tommy's review of uh, Joey Chestnut and the big burrito eating contest. Yeah, it was a good. Which time. is not a euphemism. No, was, no, they were actually eating burritos. It was it was really burritos. It, it really was uh we again i was very i was very happy that you did that it was above and beyond so then you were working all weekend did you at least get any sort of fancy dinner yesterday did you treat yourself to anything did you uh any any special holiday fare for you or was it just another weekend of you toiling away for the man yeah honestly really wasn't anything too crazy yesterday we used to be pretty heavy churchgoers up until probably 11 or 12 years old. Then we became the Christmas Easter crew. And then after, I don't even know, it's probably been a lot longer than I'd like to admit since I've gone to church. So Easter, it kind of just turned into a nice Sunday with family, I guess. Nothing too crazy going on. Yeah, that was with us too. It was a very, it was a beautiful weekend. The weather, the weather. It's gorgeous outside. I I do love that. Yes. I have shorts on today. I'm very excited. Last day of spring break. So I was, uh, but yeah, yesterday we had been invited to go to brunch at a fancy country club. And, you know, it was nice. And my wife at first was like, well, we should go, you know, because your mom's old and blah, blah. I see my mom. I saw her three times last week. So I I said to her, I go, hey, Ma, are you going to, you know, 
is it going to upset you if we don't come? And she goes, no, I see you people all the time. You don't, <laughs> I was like, perfect. We're out. So we just, yeah, it just turned out to be a nice, a beautiful Sunday. Got all the furniture out for the deck, did all that. And, uh, my daughter came over, we had dinner. It was lovely. Just a nice, lovely, peaceful day. Yeah. That's uh, all you can ask out of Sundays really. And Easter, good one to do yeah. it on as any of them. Yeah. I mean, I, in the past, it's always been, oh, we should go out to brunch or we should do one of those things. But I, the older I get, the more I'm like, eh, you know, I don't want to. This was with one of my brothers. The rest of my brothers are scattered all, they were out of town. They were all vacationing. Uh, like I said, my mom, um, my mom, I see all the time and my daughter and my wife see her all the time. So it wasn't like, oh, we should probably go and spend time with mom. She, she couldn't have cared less. If, and that, and I don't mean that in a snotty way. I just mean that in a, she was like, no, why, you know, get all dressed up for one, you know, to come out and have one meal. And then you got to drive an hour each way. And she said, no, I'll, I'll, I do have to a next weekend. My, my dad's sister usually would host an Easter and at the last couple of years, we haven't just because of what's been going on, obviously. Yeah. And she actually had a road trip planned this week, and they got back on Saturday, so they didn't plan a whole lot, and I was right. at her house. That's why I came in for the interview as well, too. I was pretty close to here, less than 10-minute drive, so okay. I was at her house watching her dog while they were out you know, doing whatever in Tennessee or someplace. I forget where they went, but um, that that was kind of where my Easter plans went. I was hanging out with a dog most of the time. <laughs> that's not bad we had three here at the house because my daughter of course brought we we were baby dog sitting for the weekend because friday we went out and uh, had dinner and then my daughter was like i said i knew she was bringing the dog saturday and i'm like hey when are you when are you gonna bring walter over she was like oh well i was thinking maybe um you guys would just want to take him home when you drop me off said, all right that's fine so we had three dogs running around. It not was, not uh, many easier ways to make money than watching a dog, in my opinion. That That's right up near the top. Yeah, I can't charge my daughter to let the dog come over. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes that's sense. Un that's unfortunate. But uh, he he's no, you know, when you have two, one more is not. Right, right. Mine know, as well. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like, <laughs> it's not like a kid because I can kind of leave him alone and he's not going to, you know. He's going to be fine. Half the time, he just wants to lay in the sun. So it's like, okay, you know, hey, my daughter's dog and our oldest dog would just lay outside all day, which is fine. And the other dog is so lazy, he doesn't like to go outside at all. So he just wants to either lay on his bed or lay on the couch. He's like a teenager. That sounds all he right. Doesn't want to, he just wants to lay about. My kind of dog. So yeah, it's very easy. And then today, of course, I took advantage of half-price candy when I went to the grocery store. Uh, I knew everything was going to be, all the Easter candy was going to be half price. I was correct. Picked up a couple things that I didn't really need, but I was like, hey, once a year, I got to have them. That, this day in February 15th, every year. Best days. Best days to go. And even, even to a lesser extent, because most people don't think candy around Christmas, but if you go to the grocery store on the 26th, all that Christmas candy is on sale too. So if you're a candy fanatic... And you like to save a little money. These are these are the days to do it. But I, I knew people who would wait and give their, you know, like people they were dating or adult children or stuff, candy the day. They'd wait and go buy the Easter candy today. 
but you're running a risk of the good stuff being gone. That's the only problem. Yeah, you're going to have low expectations when you go today, but it's still a good day. Right. Today is the... Today is mostly the hollow chocolate bunnies that are made from that real waxy, low-grade chocolate. That's not good. Are you a Peeps but, guy? Uh, what's that? Are you a Peeps guy? I enjoy Peeps on a limited basis. Oh No, I can't do them. But I do. I got that from my mom. My mom's still at 86, loves Peeps. And she'll, she'll like down a whole box in one sitting. I can't. They're just, no, not for me. They're very sweet. Not a marshmallow sugar- guy either. See, I marshmallows not so much unless I'm, you know, at a campfire making a s'more. Right. But uh, a peep again, it's a once a year thing, so I can eat a couple, but then the sugar starts to hurt my teeth. It's like they're they're just so so sweet. Yeah, never I'm never more, my favorite. I go mine. Uh, my candy of choice is the Cadbury mini egg. Those are good. It's like a, an M M&M and M, but better chocolate. Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, yes. I like I like Lindor. Lindor's always got good Lindor stuff. Lindor makes a nice chocolate. And sure. uh, peanut butter M and M's, not peanut peanut butter. Peanut butter M and M's are good. You know what's good? Those little Reese's uh, mini eggs. They yep. come in like you know the milk carton you used to get when you were in grade school. Yeah, yeah. They come in those, and they're really good. Easter themed or regular? Yeah, Easter thing. They're mini eggs. Those and the Whopper mini eggs. They okay. all come in those little milk cartons. Yeah, I've seen the Whoppers for sure. Yeah, the Reese's eggs are. Think you might those might be uh, those might. I'd like the you to do a taste test. Those might work out as well as a, a peanut butter M M&M. and M. They're very tasty. All right, listen. Uh, we got to talk about. Guess what? Yes, another shooting uh, and two shootings this weekend. One much more local. Uh, two police officers killed this weekend, and uh, that is that is always horrible. Uh, and then today another mass shooting. This one at a bank in Louisville and. You know, the text question of the night is, you know, we've had we had the police officer shot. We had another mass shooting today. With them being so common, are you even phased by them anymore? And from the 262, they text in, why don't we talk about the shootings in cities like Chicago, St. Louis, Los Angeles, Philadelphia that happen on a daily basis? Uh, we do. I mean, we we might not here in Milwaukee. We're definitely talking about the local shootings. And I think most cities, if you watch news out of any of the cities that you listed, they are talking about the shootings that happen locally. And there are shootings every day, and it's horrible. But then it gets to be mass shootings, and these take on national significance because they're happening so often. And that's that's why we talk about... That's why we don't talk about individual cities every day. Trust me, those cities are talking about them every day. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. And, I, you know, weigh in with your thoughts on, is this even bothersome anymore? I mean, obviously, nobody, we don't want to hear about people getting murdered. But if it's not happening in your community, like, obviously, we're much more impacted by the two police officers who were killed this weekend than we are about people in Louisville. But those people in Louisville are a symptom of what's happening all over the country. So where do you fall on this? We're going to take a a quick break, do a little business, and then uh, there's more. 855-616-1620 is how you get involved. That's a WTMJ talk and text line. It is WTMJ Nights. Another shooting today. Mass shooting, um, this one in 
Louisville, Kentucky, at a bank. A 23-year-old employee who had also interned at the bank is responsible. The police responded. Within three minutes, they were at the bank. Um, unfortunately, their uh, two police officers were among those injured. One is still in critical condition. This is the 15th mass shooting this year in which four or more victims were killed. Uh, it's the largest total for the first 100 days in a year since 2009. So, you know, what are we, what are we going to say about another shooting? You know, um, to go, oh, well, this one's adults. Okay, does that make it any better? No, not in my opinion. Um, this is another person who used a long gun to, to do that. Do we call for more, uh, you know, stricter gun laws and blah, blah, blah? Uh, yeah, maybe. And if you're, if you're texting uh, saying, why are we focused on guns and not other crimes? That's not the point. The point is, and I'm going to share some statistics with you based on a uh, new Pew Research study that are shocking. And yes, people are uh, people die of all sorts of horrible things. A lot of those horrible things, whether it's ODs or drunk driving, th those are all horrible. But it's different, you know. Sometimes you put yourself, and I'm not blaming people, but sometimes you put yourself in a position. You know, if you're just going to work or if you're just going to school, you don't expect to be shot. And so I said this last week after the Nashville shooting, nothing's going to change. Uh, of course, you know, the governor of Kentucky was on the news today and it hit close to home for him because one of his closest friends, advisors and confidants um, were, were one of the victims. So... Louisville's mayor and the governor are all saying they're going to do everything they can to figure out gun violence. Nice words. I don't really believe that anything's going to be done, and I don't mean to sound horribly pessimistic. This is just, again, something that continues to happen. Um, somebody texted and said it's not gun violence. It's, one, it's the fact that one person killed multiple people. I, yeah, what did he kill them with? And what did the one person kill a lot of people with in Nashville last week? And what had, what do all the shootings so far this year have in common? And all the shootings that people are texting in, people get shot all the time, what are they getting shot with? Okay, so it is gun violence. And if you don't like the terminology, I'm sorry. If you can come up with a better way to say somebody used a gun and committed, and committed horrible crimes, whether it's shooting one pe person or a mass shooting, which is four or more. Give me the terminology that'll make you more comfortable and give us the terminology that will finally get somebody to do something about it because I know, and I'm not anti-gun. See, that's probably going to be the next comment. Well, you just don't want anybody to have guns. No, no, no. I never said that. You can check, check back as far as you can. I've never said that. But I do think there have to be more guardrails in line. And I don't think that's unreasonable. In fact, most Americans agree with that. But listen, I could say that all day. And you can argue your point all day, and nothing's going to change. So at this point, we're still going to talk about them. And it makes me even more upset to have to talk about them when in my heart I know that nobody is going to do anything about it. 
We have we barely got all the thoughts and prayers out for the Nashville shooting. Now we got to throw some more thoughts and prayers out for this shooting. You know, it's uh, I don't know. Here's some I got some disturbing t- f- numbers statistics that you know aren't going to sway people, but maybe it'll wake one person up. Some of them woke me up, and it's terrifying. Uh, Jeff in Fox Point says, The shootings bother me, but not enough to stop me from attending three concerts in downtown Milwaukee over the next three months. Does make me think more about what I can do to be more safe when I do these activities, though. Yeah, I'm not, listen, I don't think, we're not, we're not going to hide. But, Jeff, you make a good point. I do tend to look around. I don't dwell on things. But if I'm, I was at the theater last week. And I looked where the closest exits were. You know, in case there's a fire or in case something else happens, I just want to know where to go. You know, I don't, but did I think about it once the show started, once I got in my seat? Absolutely not. You know, I don't think about it all the time, but we we all have to think about it. Let's do this. Then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. All right. Just a few numbers from a new uh, Pew Research Center report. Gun deaths among Americans' children rose 50% in the last two years. More children and teens were killed by guns in 2021 than in any year since 1999. That's the first year the CDC began tracking the data. Uh, The majority of adult gun deaths are by suicide, but children and teens are killed by gunfire. They're more likely... Children and teens are more likely to die by homicide if they if they die by gunfire. That's sixty percent. Uh, Twenty twenty two ha- marked the most violent year in schools. Forty six shootings since nineteen ninety nine. This is a very sobering um, statistic for a guy like me who's in grade schools every day. One in twenty five American kindergartners won't make it to their fortieth birthday. Now, you know. This is, this is another, because I, I know people go, oh, the headlines, you're just trying to scare. No, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just giving you some, I'm just giving you some numbers. Um, 45% of U.S. parents said they were somewhat or extremely worried about their kids getting shot. That was according to another recent Pew survey. Um, yeah, if I, had a, if I had a kid who was school-aged, it would... It would be more forefront in my mind. All right, on the other side of the news, we're going to go from bullets to beers. Some changes in the offing for the Brewers and other major league teams. Right now, though, we have to get to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Wyatt Barmore Pooley Pooley has been patiently standing by for me to shut up and pronounce his name correctly. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights. We all want to get better, don't we? Sure. Uh, do you think it's irresponsible for baseball teams and for stadiums to start extending the window for purchasing beer? The reason I ask is, you know, games are moving much, much faster. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ talk and text line. Jump in. Tommy, you, you're a, a sports guy. You follow sports a lot. Do you sports like these new beer. baseball rules, especially the ones with the uh, the 
the pitch timer and the, the timer for the batter to get in the box. Do you like those speeding up the game? Absolutely love the rules for the game right now. I think it is revived the sport in a way that um, I, I didn't think it was going to work so effectively so quickly. I would say I, I don't love when a guy gets a strikeout because he wasn't ready or a guy gets walked because the pitcher wasn't ready. Uh, it's the not... game ends like it did last week. Right. One of the games ended because the batter took a little too long to get in the uh, in the box. All of a sudden, he's out. The game's over. Not like, a great. That's not how you want a game to no. end. No. And you know what? I think they're going to work around that some way as well. Too. I think that perhaps abandoning the pitch clock in the ninth inning would be a great proposal right away because. The ninth inning, I think people like when the anticipation is built up and is suspenseful as well during the time. So I could see that being implemented in the future. But as far as right now, what it's doing, it you know the Brewers had a game last week against the Mets. They won nine to nothing, and the game lasted two hours and twenty minutes. I mean, there wasn't because of a lack of offense that the game moved quickly. It was just the new rules that were implemented really help move the game along, and it eliminates a lot of fluff that especially the casual fan does not really want to watch or see. I, I am, never, and I, I, I guess I would lean, I'm not quite a casual fan, but I'm not a diehard fan, mm -hmm. but I, all right, I don't need a batter to spend five minutes adjusting his wristbands and his gloves. But For sure. Get in there and hit. I, would, I am okay. curious to see how it pans out. I have yet to go see a game in person, if it ruins yeah. the experience in person at all. But as for watching it on television, I think it's been amazing. Well, so far, the average game duration has been 2 hours and 38 minutes. Last year, it was 3 hours and 3 minutes. And we've all been to games in the past where you're like, oh, with this, you know, I, I'm having fun, but would this game please end? For goodness sakes, it is just uh, too much. But with the speed of the game and the new rules, you know, most places, the Brewers included, used to stop selling beer in the seventh inning. Well, now the Brewers and some other teams have been experimenting with extending beer sales through the eighth inning, which I think is great. The only problem is, according to Rick Schlesinger, who's the president of business operations for the Brewers, it's going to depend on if people are jerks or not. Because right now, he says there haven't been there there have been no issues so far with selling beer for another inning. Um, but it's a this is a quote. Obviously, the safety and conduct of our fans has primacy. We've had no issues, but it's a small sample size, and we're going to continue to test it and see if it makes sense. I know a number of other teams are doing the same thing. And I think it's a, a fine idea. I don't have any problem with the brewers or anybody else extending the sale of beer. The pro the problem I see is if it depends on the public, whether it stays or not, we're all doomed. Because let's be honest, the public can't be counted on to do a whole lot when it comes to decent behavior and behaving themselves. Yeah, definitely a safety concern off the rip for uh, extending it, and you know, there's is families. It much, and is it that much of a safety concern when you're when you're looking at? One more inning. They already limit the amount of beers you can buy. It's not like it the, in the middle of the eighth. I can go up and go, give me 12 beers, and then I'm going to hammer them down. Right, yeah. You, know? but you can buy two beers. definitely work around that and just go find another person that will sell them a beer. You know what I mean? It, it's. I, I would love to think that Who's everyone— Who's got that kind of money, Tommy? 
This is what I always, yeah. I, I'm always amazed. I was talking to my daughter yesterday, and she had gone to a baseball game on Saturday. I won't say which team because mm, I'm not a fan of their, uh, not a fan. But anyway, she went to their game, and a beer, she got She got a beer, uh, just a, a, I think it was a Bud Light, because she's, she's not Kid Rock, she, and she's not a beer drinker. But she said, I was at the ball game, I was getting a Polish sausage, and I really thought, you know what, I see everybody with beers, I'm going to get a beer. And her, uh, her, I guess I could say boyfriend, her boyfriend got a, um, like a craft beer, a draft craft beer, sure. two beers, $38. Who's getting that hammered at a game that they're going to cause trouble? Right. Yeah. Who's got that kind of dough rolling around? But there's always going to be someone who buys it too. It's it, let, her, oh, let alone not, yeah, for that. Listen, if you, but I don't think, I don't think the short amount of time between the middle of the seventh and the middle of the eighth is going to make that big a deal, especially with the games going so quickly. I see that point too. I do, and I remember. Uh, what would you say thirty eight dollars? They're going up everywhere like that. I think when yeah. I went to Anaheim, they were, I want to say fourteen for domestics. And when I went there for the last wow. time, when that was twenty twenty one. So, I I know it's getting up there at yeah, AmFam now too, but. I don't know. It's there. It's we. You know. I don't want. We, we can't single anybody out, unfortunately, because it's everywhere. I wish there was a ballpark. Even sometimes you go to a minor league game, and you're like, "Well, I should be able to drink a little cheaper here." No, not really. What's the sweet spot for you? Where you're like, "Okay, that's a fair price for a professional." Tailgating is the sweet spot. Yeah, for me. there you go. Okay, that, that's the point. Tailgating is. I. You know. They don't I do like that everywhere else, though. I. I have a really hard time justifying if even if I go to concerts and stuff. I may, I may get one beer. Okay, maybe, and that's it. Because I, I just can't justify it. I can have beer whenever I want. It's not like I'm 18 and I'm getting my first beer, you know. And I, I or I'm 21 now, and it's like woohoo! I can finally drink. I, I've been drinking beer a long time. If I, you know, if I tailgate and I'm grilling, and I'm having a couple beers. That's great. And then I go into the ball game, and uh, you know, I either get a, a beer, or I get a coke. It doesn't it's. It, I don't need that to enjoy the game. So for me, I, I'm probably the wrong person to ask that question. It's a good question. Is there a threshold dollar-wise where you say, you know what, I don't need another beer? Some places like 14 bucks, one would be tops for me. Right. I, I went mean, to a concert if they were, last summer if they were and they had bucks. the big... Huh? I mean, if they were eight bucks, you know, can you justify spending for two? If they were eight two? bucks, I'd have a couple, yeah. probably. Or I'd, I'd definitely have one without, you know, because eight bucks, I'm going to pay that if I go to a brewery. Right. You know, if they if it was brewery prices, you know, seven, eight bucks for a, for a draft beer, uh, huh. that's, I, I, that's fine. Because I do that. I, I went and sat outside in a beer garden on Saturday, and I had uh, three beers. They were $7 each. I had no problem. That was it, um, you know. But no, I can't. I, one concert last year, I went and I got. They had the big cans. What are those? Like twenty-four ounce cans. Mm -hmm. So it's like two beers, and it was fourteen bucks. And it was for a beer that shouldn't cost fourteen bucks. Right. For, <laughs> it wasn't a. It was a mass. You know, it was a mass-produced uh, big market light beer. And uh, it was fine, but I'm like, uh, one is good. That's as much. Now, uh, somebody doesn't want us to tell all their secrets, but they have uh, they have pouched craft cocktails uh, 
and a total wine for five dollars, and then you just get a <laughs> you just get a cup of ice. I like the way you think. I'm not going to give your name in case uh, in case you're well known to stadium places around the one. My wife, uh, somebody gave it to her. It was a purse, but there was a pouch in the purse where you could put a whole bottle of wine in there. So you pour the wine in, and then there was a little tapper like in the bottom, hidden in the bottom of the purse. <laughs> and she was like, "I got to see if this thing works." So we were going to a concert and sitting outside, and we had like lawn seats, and. She walked in, they opened her purse, they looked through it. They didn't see that, you know, there was a fake side with a big bladder filled with a bottle of wine. Yeah, that was that was good. So you gotta keep an know, ice pack I, in there or something? No, it was red wine, so it could be you know, All right. it could be room temp. I don't like my alcohol room temp. I, I'd rather I don't like it be beer colder. and stuff room temp or cocktails, right. but a red wine, I got no problem with that. All right, okay. You know. Listen, I didn't know you were such a wine snob, Tommy. No, I mean, box stuff is good enough for me on that. There's nothing, nothing. I don't know yeah, any but of if that. I, no, no, I'm not. You know, if I if I have a beer, like if I'm in a tailgate, my beer is in a cooler. I'm not, you know, I'm not an animal. And if I'm making a cocktail, I want a, you know, an ice cube in there. Uh, James says, best thing I saw this weekend opening day, the giveaway was a cowbell. Upon entering the game on Saturday, my friend had his cowbell taken away at the gate. <laughs> It was terrible. We need more car- cowbell. Yes, James, that is weird that they give you the cowbell that wouldn't let you bring it in. Um, yes, Brownie says it's not about us, the consumer. It's about the dollar. And that's, listen, that's true. We're all It doesn't matter what market you're in. It doesn't matter what team you're going to support. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, soccer, hockey. They're all in it to make money. And the stadiums are all in it to make money. Uh, so that's... As far as the beer sale goes for that, I don't care. Um, but Tommy raised a good point. What's what's your what's your bar, Tommy? Well, I'm gonna get one every time I go to a game for sure. I'm one of those sure. fans, but when it comes to but one is I, I think getting one is getting one is different. I'm talking about the people who seem to blow a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not for me. I'm I'm usually too two and that's because and maybe i guess you can count three because i usually like will buy one for the person i'm with or something so sure because you're you know, three you're a baller that's what yeah you do. that's what we do that's the radio yeah. money you throw it around sure spread it around it's like fertilizer yep not your statement no no <laughs> i think everybody knew that the statement was like fertilizer but <laughs> spread it around so things grow now but if you went to a, all right Let's say it gets to twenty bucks a beer. Are you going to pay twenty bucks for a beer? I would not pay twenty bucks for a domestic beer. No. Where would you stop then for a domestic? I, I feel pretty like fourteen, fifteen is right around that number. I I don't know if I would like to spend much more than that. I guess you could convince me if it was like a seventeen and I was in a place, but twenty for sure, no way. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll talk more about this. Is it irresponsible for these arenas and baseball stadiums to extend the window to buy beer? I don't think so. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Jump in. Let's talk. It's WTMJ Night. Well, the Brewers have decided that since the games are going so much longer, they're going to extend their beer sales to the end of the eighth inning. A number of other clubs are doing it. 
Uh, the Brewers are saying, "Listen, it's, we're going to we're going to take a look at this. We're going to keep an eye on it and see." They did it a couple games, a uh, couple games last year. They're trying to do it again. So, some people, not me, are saying, "No, that's not responsible. We should still keep it keep it short." Well, people aren't in the stadium as long. Um, they're saying it's irresponsible. I don't think it is. I think it's business. I also think if you're a responsible adult, you should be able to have another drink. Uh, from the 262, let's be honest, they're extending to the 8th because the games are faster and they're selling less. Yes, and that they were very, they're very honest about that. They said the games are moving so fast, we're going to extend it. We, we know. Um, is it uh, irresponsible for a bar to serve beer until bar closed? No. Exactly not. But I think all sporting events don't serve right up to the end. I don't know where where that came from. I don't know what that exactly was that started that. But, you know, football, it's the end of the third quarter. Uh, baseball, it was seventh inning stretch or the end of the seventh inning. And that gives, theoretically, it gives people time to sit a little bit. And I well, we all know you're not going to sober up. <laughs> if you're hammered by the end of the third quarter to Packers game, uh, game's end, you're still hammered. So... We all know that's kind of an illusion, but that's how we've been. Uh, that's how things have been going. So I think it's great. And if listen, we all know all the clubs are in it to make money. That's fine. If you want to, uh, if you want to keep doing it, we were talking. Uh, I heard on Wisconsin's afternoon news they were talking about the home run celebration. You know, with the cheeseheads now. Uh, I just saw a thing on Twitter. The Orioles have taken the home run celebration to the next level. They're basically doing beer bongs but they're doing them with a bottle of water. So they have like a long stretch of garden hose, orange and black, obviously, and then an orange funnel, and then they pour a bottle of water in it, hold it up, and the guy, who, whoever hits the home run, gets down and uh, does a beer bong, but with water. Yeah, that's that awesome. That sounds like fun, doesn't that's it, awesome. Tommy? That's a celebration. Yep, I, I saw angels are doing the samurai hat, too, probably uh, inspired by Shohei Otani, but they're putting that on everyone when All they right. hit the home run. That one's a fun one, too. I think baseball has for a long time uh, suffered from being a, oh this is gonna upset the purists been careful a little, <laughs> a little bit a little bit boring but that's what it's supposed to be it's a, you know there's nothing wrong with sitting and watching a, a, a baseball game and it kind of just moves along at its own ebb and flow and you know there's a reason some things take longer and not so that's fine but I think uh, in an effort to jazz things up a little bit, you know, we've got these new rules. The games are going faster. I'll be honest. I like a two-and-a-half-hour game rather than a three-hour and ten-minute game. If I can, you know, 40 minutes less, that's good for me. I like all the home run celebrations. So they're, they're doing their best to jazz things up. you got to keep attracting a new audience. Becoming much more marketable, yes, for sure. Yes, and you want to get young kids. Young kids are watching everything else. So if you want baseball to keep going, and it's, you know, when you think about what's watched and what kids are following, baseball isn't usually the first sport. It comes, comes after football, comes after basketball. You know, now that's not every kid, but in a lot of cases. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's jazz it up. I want to see more celebrations because, you know, it's a big deal to hit a home run. I don't care if you're a professional or not. 
All right, let's just uh, let's uh, celebrate a little bit. And while you're celebrating, you can listen to these messages, and they'll make you even happier on WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome back. Glad you're here. It is WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. That's how you get involved in the program, and we'd love it if you do. Yes, the Brewers are on a West Coast swing this week, so uh, we will be here until 8 o'clock, and then it will be Brewers baseball from Arizona. The Arizona Diamondbacks. I can't just say Diamondbacks, uh, and I can't say D-backs for so many reasons. But let's talk a little bit about earworms. You know what I mean. Those songs that get into your head and you can't stop thinking of them. Uh, You hate them, but... You love them in a way because they they get in there. Why do they get in there? I want to hear the earworms that drive you the craziest, the the song that you just cannot get out of your head. Thank goodness for scientists, because scientists have now revealed that there, yes, there is actually science behind earworms. Do you have any songs like that, Tommy, that get in your head that you can't shake? I can think of a couple. I've seen so many different lists with uh, with earworms, and one that always it's not on our list because as I as I'm sitting here listening to why I do the news and getting ready to talk about this, one popped into my head. uh, Oh, Mickey, that that's once it's in your head, you can't stop thinking about it. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. That's right. Now it's in your head. You're welcome. Um, So a new study on earworms reveals what makes a song loop in your brain and how you can shake it off. Not the Taylor Swift song, which now is in your head, isn't it? Jeez. That's right. You love that Taylor Swift song. That you wrote that yesterday. No, I didn't. (laughs) I did not. That was good. That was good. Listen, I hear a lot of Taylor Swift in this house when my daughter's around. And the haters going to hate, 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 Tommy. So don't, uh, you know, don't hate. Um, <laughs> Jeff said the Whopper song is an, ear, is an earworm for him. Uh, the worst of all time. Gets in his head. Hold the pickles. Hold the lettuce, Jeff. Special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve it your way. Queen, the Bohemian Rhapsody. A researcher from the University of New South Wales Arts and Media School has found earworms or involuntary musical imagery wiggle into your brains or our brains, my brain, your brain, our brains, when we are relaxed. Certain songs are more successful, not because they're catchy tunes, but because they're repetitive and because our brains are familiar with them. Just like that song Tommy just played. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's in your head. Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Um, The author of the study said the most reported earworms are the choruses of songs. Uh, Most research on earworms to date uh, analysis, uh, what analyzes what's in the hook, the short riff or passage to catch the ear of the listener. But what hasn't been considered 
is that the hook is invariably repeated in the music, most commonly in the chorus. The implication is that earworms might not have anything to do with the musical features at all. It largely doesn't matter what the music is as long as repetition is part of musical structure. So the Barney song, the It's a Small World song, songs that right now you're like, shut up, stop saying those things because now I can't stop thinking of them. Yes. But please feel free to send us some of yours so we are infected by your earworms as well. 855-616-1620. I guess I don't pay that much attention to, to them unless there's days, and I'm sure you're the same way, when you wake up and all of a sudden for no reason there's a song in your head. And I don't say that as a joyous, Tommy, I wake up every day with a song in my heart. That's not what I mean. I mean, sometimes when I get up and I'm cursing the day, I'm in the shower, and I don't know why, some song will pop into my head. Could be an oldie song, could be an ABBA song, it could be anything. But it'll just pop in my head, and then it sticks with me for most of the morning until I start doing other stuff, and then I don't have time to think about it anymore. Yeah. Uh, Ken in Milwaukee says, The Love Boat (laughs) had everyone whistling it the other day. Oh, exciting and new. You ever heard the Love Boat theme, Tommy? I, I heard. Boat. I believe so. Yeah. You're hearing it now. We're expecting you. Come on. I had an incident love of this. <laughs> had an incident of this this weekend. Actually, we I took the niece to the movies, and there was a song in the movie that after uh, <laughs> after we watched it, then proceeded to sing that song on the entire car ride home. What movie was it? Uh, we went and saw a Super Mario movie. So it was. Peaches, 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 over and over again in my ear. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's repetition. It got in your dome. I is that from now? I know. Uh, I know. Super Mario obviously is a video game. Is the Peaches song in the game, or was this just for the movie? No, just in the movie. So oh, basically, yeah. No, the but I mean, plenty of Super Mario songs get stuck in the ear too. Like everyone knows it right away. Yeah, okay. You know the do 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 do. Oh yeah, I'd probably recognize that if right, I heard it, even right. though I don't play uh Super Mario. Um Well that sounds fun. Did you how long how long did you uh did you and your niece do this before you finally said, Listen, we have to stop? Well, I did also take my younger sister as well, and she was getting annoyed by it, so I ended up joining in with my niece just to annoy yeah. my younger sister. And oh. yeah, it was it was a fun time. I mean, very mature. Oh yeah, that's I stoop to that level always. I do it all the time. I was I was so annoying yesterday, and I can't give you all the details, but it involved a lamb cake and what part of the lamb cake I was going to eat first. <laughs> and I, I must have said it. A hundred times. And every time I said it, my wife and daughter would laugh, and then they would immediately catch themselves and roll their eyes and go, oh, seriously? And I go, yeah, and then, <laughs> then I'm going to go to the other end. So I, I understand that uh, need to irritate somebody just a little bit. Some more earworms coming in. You can send yours, 855-616-1620. I'll give you some more science, which could be an earworm. Uh, we'll do that after this. WTMJ Night. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Could this be an earworm? Science. Researchers are saying that the science behind this is we're relaxed. 
Music doesn't have to be catchy. It just has to be repetitive. What are your earworms? 855-616-1620. The WTMJ Talk and Text Line. James is on the south side. Hi, James. Yeah, I see that you uh, got uh, one of the songs from Queen. Uh, uh, yeah, any of the Queen songs, but I think the, the one that everybody plays the most uh, for a variety of different reasons is everybody but everyone bites the dust, ha-ha. Whether it's at a wedding, at a baseball game, lost, win, touchdown, you know, field goal, home run, yep. whatever it might be, another one bites the dust, ha-ha, ha-ha, you know. And you get that doom, 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 doom. <laughs> That whole that that beat gets in your head and the haha, like you said, James. Thanks yeah. very much. Now I got that stuck in my head. I got too many songs stuck in my head, Tommy. They're battling with the voices that are already in there. Yeah, that From that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah, that's listen because the problem is the voices are not singing the earworm songs, so they're all trying to outdo each other, and it's a cacophony of horror in my head. That's basically what we should we should mark the show a cacophony of horror. Uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses or Turning Japanese. That's why I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Do, 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 do. Jenny, I got your number. The 8675309. Oh, what is this one now? I was just playing it underneath while you were gone. I know. It's very subliminal. I see what you're doing. You're trying, you're like doing mind control on everybody. I had to hear what it was so I could, because you have to be relaxed, it says. Once you're relaxed, and you hear this, all of a sudden, yeah, you're gonna do, uh, you're gonna do it. The implication, according to researchers, is that earworms might not have anything to do with the musical features at all. Doesn't matter what the music is. Repetition only part of the equation. There are several preconditions for an earworm to occur, including recency and familiarity with the music. So all the songs that are coming in, obviously, I know. You guys all know. Because as soon as we say them, you can hear them in your head. So we're familiar with the music. There's repetition. They act, and to activate an earworm, earworm, we must also be in what's called a low attentional state, which is how I live my life. That uh, means that your mind is wandering. So if you're deeply engaged with the environment you're in, really concentrating on a task, you're not going to get an earworm. But if you're just sitting there, maybe you're driving and you hear it, or you're just you're just sitting, you know, on your patio, or you're sitting outside, you're just relaxing. That's when earworms come. So stay alert. You must stay alert. That's the Proclaimers 500 miles. What about the safety dance? Oh, Taylor, it's a safety dance. Safety dance. Two six two jukebox hero. That's because it, again, it's got that boom, 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 boom. I should just be doing karaoke for the last time or like asmr videos or something i don't know that's what i was thinking for you do you like that asmr no 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 but no it seems like something you know you could get caught up in (laughs) no that's gross it's not always just eating well what do they do that i've only heard of people eating well they tap and some other stuff it's like a i I don't know sensory stuff i i don't i don't do it I don't I, listen. You're the one who brought it up. That means it's top of mind. I'm not in. Listen, we're, we're so susceptible to earworms, you and I. And when we're on the same show, it, it just falls all over the place. That's because we are. We're, we're all so kind of in a uh, low, low attentional state. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's Monday, which you know we only put in half the mail it on in Mondays. Monday. Mail it in Monday. Mail it in Mondays, and our low attentional state, as low as it is Tuesday through Friday. It's only half that on Monday. 
So everything is an earworm now. Baby Shark. A lot of people are sending in Baby Shark. You oh, can tell the geez. parents. You can tell the parents who are texting in going, this is, oh, stop. Just stop with the Baby Shark. I hear that so much, or I used to hear it so much in school when I would go into preschool and kindergarten and stuff. Um, it's it's terrifying because you can't shake it. You can't, you're worried about grandma shark and daddy shark and mama shark and baby shark and all the sharks. And you don't know what, you don't know where else you can go. There's too many sharks. Um, yeah, just leave that underneath. We'll drive everybody crazy. This is how the Manchurian candidate was created. We're just going to, we're just going to play subliminal <laughs> earworms. And then you'll you'll fall under our control. You'll be able to get mind control by the end of the show. This, oh, I can't wait. The Hanson song, Umbop. Jeff said that one. Um, it, somebody says there's one of the commercials. Uh, I don't know where Greg is on uh, the subject. Uh, some, James is very upset about the cowbell situation. Uh, James has been texting in nonstop. He's very upset that uh, he lost his cowbell at the uh, Brewers game, and he will not. James, we, uh, you know, I don't know the cowbell situation. I'm sorry that you lost your cowbell. It seems like you were uh, irrationally attached to it, even if just for a short time. <laughs> I, I wish in the future, I hope you get another cowbell, a bigger cowbell, a louder cowbell, one that you can stand in the parking lot and ring, and it will disrupt uh, the pitch count and everything else. I really... I really hope that's the case for you, James. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know why anybody would give out a cowbell. That would have to be the most annoying thing at any sort of event. Yeah, not a fan. I no, me either. I, I actually, the admirals do really great with cowbells, so I do. I, I appreciate that. How? All right. What? What makes? How do you do great with a cowbell? Well, hold on to that. It's more practice. Let's all right. Let's take a G L O R I A glory. Yes, from the seven oh eight. All right. Let's take a quick break. I have to get to the bottom of this. I, I need to know. I need to you to explain how you get good with a cowbell because to me a cowbell is just clattering uh, stupidity. But that's me. We'll talk about it more. WTMG next. More WTMJ Nights coming up. If I were in my non-attentive state or low-attentional state, this uh, this song would stick in my head. Um, all right, we're some cowbells have gotten into the conversation because uh, one of our fine listeners, James, very upset that he had his cowbell taken away from him at opening day. Um, he's been texting in nonstop. He wants he wants the cowbell investigation to begin. We cannot delve into that. Uh, I personally, if someone was sitting next to me with a cowbell, I would find some way to uh, have them ejected from the game. That, to me, seems unbelievably annoying. Uh, from the 262, they took home five cowbells on opening day. And then, Tommy, you said that uh, the Admirals do a nice job with their cowbell. What? How do you do a nice job with a cowbell? Unless, of course, you are working on a dairy farm and trying to get the Guernseys to wander up to you. So I'm not a very avid Admiral fan. I don't go to a lot of games. I don't think I've been to very many. I, I have a buddy with season tickets. 
Uh, our good producer for Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I know Adam Roberts is a huge Milwaukee Admirals fan and okay. ends up going a lot. But from what I gathered from the times I have been there, they have very organized chants and um, a very like uh, repetitive fan base in that way where they, they know when to use them and okay. they do it for certain occasions and certain... Or other chants, you know, I I don't know how to describe it other than like a go pack go, if you would. But everyone kind of gets the idea of when they're supposed to and when they're not supposed to use the cowbell. All right, so that explanation makes perfect sense to me, and that does sound like a a fine use of cowbell in it in a compact manner at a certain time. It's like if if you know somebody's going to blow off a firework at this certain time or that that okay that i can take but giving random thousands of random people a cowbell uh to me sounds like i would have a migraine within 10 minutes yeah that and the vuvuzelas like not not for me oh stop with the vuvuzelas don't even that that was a world cup nightmare from how many years ago and that sound still haunts my dreams yeah that, those are never fun who's coming around with vuvuzelas anymore stop it and stop it if you're if you're over 7 and you get a cowbell at a sporting event and you're ringing it all day like you uh you know just discovered sound grow up you know little kids can get away with a lot I will put up with a lot from a little kid at a sporting event you can bring your mitt you can bring a sign you can do whatever you want if you're 40, put the sign down. Nobody cares what you have to say on a poster board. First of all, you've misspelled half the words on there. Second of all, your penmanship is atrocious. Third of all, you're 40. Put down the poster board. And I, I have mixed feelings about the older men bringing glove to game. I, I, I wouldn't. I'm not on that list. But if you catch a ball, then I respect it. Uh, no. No, I mean, it, uh, there's people. I know there's a there's a couple famous ball hawks at uh, Amfam. I know that's their thing, that's their business, that's between them and their therapist. Uh, I don't have to condone it. I know it doesn't hurt me. I won't go out of my way to shame them, but I'm not going to give them uh, a tip of the hat and acceptance of their behavior. I think it's ridiculous. Again, unless you're six. If you're a little kid and you're going, I, I will raise that all the way up to like freshman in high school and you bring a mitt. Okay. You get there early. Maybe you're trying to snag some balls during batting practice. I'm cool with that. This is coming from a guy who's caught a ball and my daughter's caught a ball without mitts, you know, and you know what you do with the ball? They're not signed. They're nothing special. They're a baseball that you can get at Walmart, but they got some smudges on it and it's cool. A kid gets excited. A grown man shouldn't be bringing a baseball mitt to a game. You're not playing. I know you. Th I know in Little League you were top-notch, but you're not anymore. Listen, Wyatt is getting tired of me being late to the news, so I'm going to stop right here because it's 731, and it's time to go to the WTMJ 24-Hour News Center where the always patient Wyatt Barmore-Pooley is standing by rolling his eyes. Sound. Well, I, I, 
got to call ourselves on an error. Uh, you know it's not the Bucks and Kings tonight. It's the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. That coming up after 8 o'clock right here on WTMJ. The Brewers on a West Coast swing today and tomorrow in Arizona, or tonight and tomorrow night in Arizona. Then uh, they're then they go to San Diego, where they will keep it classy throughout the uh, the rest of the week. Uh, Gen Z, if you don't know, Gen Z are people that were born from 97 to 2012. Uh, young kids, Your young boy. people. Was that you, Tommy? Did you did you pipe in? I, I did, yeah. I said, I said your boy. Your boy, yeah. You're a Gen Zer. Mm-hmm. That's why I saw this story, and I, I thought of you, and I thought of all the young people, but then I thought, boy, this makes sense. I like a lot of, listen, a lot of the olds like to make fun of the youngs, like the youngs don't know what they're doing. But from one old to all the youngs, this, you might be onto something. So Gen Z has decided that they are trying to limit their screen time. So that that has brought about a resurgence in dumb phones in the U.S. Dumb phones are phones where you can make a call and text. That's it. Remember those days? Those were fun days. So yeah, Gen Z is starting to do it. Um, so they're ditching smartphones for pared down dumb phones that only allow calling and texting. They've grown, the phones are hard to get, but because Gen Z is promoting the resurgence of the devices, uh, the maker of Nokia phones has said it sold tens of thousands of flip and slide feature phones, which uh, include added capabilities like GPS and music storage in the U.S. each month of of 2022, rather, (laughs) despite sales of the devices being down globally. Tommy, would you ever uh, would you ever dumb it down with the phone, or are you too addicted to your uh, your smartphone? I, I don't think I'm too addicted to it, but absolutely not. I would not go back to the dumb phone. I did have a I, dumb phone. I had a couple of them. I did too. I loved my Motorola Razor, just a little flip phone. Much more sturdy. It, they're really sturdy. Plus, uh, it was easier to get ringtones. You didn't have to pay for them. I had uh, a black Razor, and of course, my ringtone was back in black. Very clever on my part. I was a uh, cutting edge. But no, I like those. I like the idea of this, and I understand limiting screen time. And I've I've realized that I struggle with being too near my phone. Like I can't really, if I'm at a movie theater, which I haven't been in a long time, I can put the phone away, I don't take it out. If I'm at the, if I'm seeing a play, I put the phone away, I don't take it out. But if I'm watching a movie in my own home, I either have to leave the phone in another room or I'm distracted by it the whole time. Not not the whole time, but there's some shows and movies I go, well, I can keep up with the movie and still look at uh, what's happening on Twitter or blah, blah, blah. Um, so like, I never did that when I had a dumb phone because it was just dumb. I used it to make calls. It was fun. But now nobody calls. Everybody texts, you know? We've never we have we ever had a phone conversation, Tommy? Uh, we did so. recently. We did. Remember, uh, we had technical issues, and that was, oh, I think that yeah. was the first well, time yes, we ever talked. Yes, right. we talked yes. on the phone for about sixty seconds uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we didn't want to spend a lot of time chit chatting. I have I have friends who are younger that I 
I don't even bother calling one anymore because I called him once and he sounded so terrified when he answered the phone, he couldn't believe it. It was almost like he thought I was calling because someone had died. He answered the phone, he's like, hello? I'm like, yeah, what, what's up? And so I'm like, uh, and my daughter? Uh, never. I don't, th not never, but very, very rarely will she talk to me on the phone. In person or by text, that's it. Couple times FaceTime, but not too often. So yeah, so they're we're trying to get. Uh, they're saying what's driving this is young people, the Gen Zs, are part of a movement that's emerging to disconnect from social media. Um, they're <laughs> including organizations like the Luddite Club, a group founded by New York City teenagers in 2022 who swapped smartphones for flip phones. I don't think you can be a Luddite and still use a flip phone. Luddites are people who fear technology and will not adapt to it. If you decide to give it up, you're you're not really a Luddite. But who, you know, what am I going to get in a semantics war with teenagers? That doesn't sound like a smart move for me. Just call me Gramps or Boomer and then it'll be all over. So uh, according, to, according to the Luddite Club founding member, uh, one of them, she said, if I have one overarching message for my fellow teenagers, it's this. Spend time getting to know yourself and exploring the world around you. Uh, it's so much more fulfilling and so much more real than the one inside your expensive little box. I will say I agree with that 100%. Not a bad message, like, no. You don't agree with that message? I said not a bad message, no, not at no, all. No, oh, not a bad message at all. Because I think about, I, I read that a couple times, and I was thinking, like when I was a teenager, there wasn't social media. There, you know, we didn't have phones. I still had to, you know, call my house collect or go and get a calling card, you know, to make a long distance call. And yes, I'm old, but I think it was easier to be a teenager without social media. I know that there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have wanted on social media. I wouldn't want people having cameras and everything. It's got to be very hard. And Tommy, you're just coming out of college. College, if I, I would have been canceled before there was even a thing called being canceled. Yeah, I grew up pretty much right in the middle and the beginning of this digital age. So I've had a smartphone probably since I was 14, somewhere around there. I definitely didn't have one in middle school, but I know I had okay. friends who had some in middle school. I want to say like freshman, sophomore year is right around when I got my first one. Um, and yeah, you know, I've, I, I would be lying if I said I didn't go and scrub my social medias from previous stuff already, like even yeah. a few years ago where I'm like, you know what, probably just don't want people to see that side of me, whether it was good, bad, cringy at the time, whatever it would be. I, I've done it already before. Well, there's always, I mean, you can't grow up without being cringy at times. You can't grow up without making mistakes. Um, the good thing is those of us who, who are older than the technological revolution, we're able to make those mistakes in private for the most part. Right. You know, to go back, and, and because now, I, you might have said something when you were a senior in high school, you know, when you're 17 or 18, now you're a man who's out in the world. You don't think that way anymore, but because nobody can allow, nobody is allowed to change typed words that you did four or five years ago are all of a sudden going to be, that's who, that's who this person is now. And it's like, no, that's why people get, that's why all these people are getting in trouble 
for no reason because years and years ago they thought things there were there were a lot of things that I thought in the past that I don't think now because you either evolve or you change the way you think or your experiences change or you get older so to be I, I commend these high school kids these teenagers who are starting to go you know what we need to we need to get away from that because there is a whole world out there that has nothing to do with what's going on on your uh on the internet and on the social media channels if you want to jump in on this 855-616-1620 that's the wtmj talking text line let's do this then there's more WTMJ nights. Things are troublesome. Uh, whenever I don't hear the music, I start to panic just a little bit. Not as much as a dad uh, who inexplicably, thinking he was putting a sparkling water in his son's lunchbox, put a can of Guinness. I wish that had been my dad. That would have been nice if I'd get, well, not in grade school, I'm guessing. So um, this dad confessed to this on on Twitter because he accidentally sent his son to school with Guinness in his lunchbox. He only realized the mistake once it was too late. Um, oh, he did it on TikTok, not Twitter. I Listen, I've seen a lot of sparkling water cans, and I am well, well-versed in what a Guinness can looks like. They don't look a lot alike. Not very much at all, unless right? You're, I, unless you're packing... What? I said not very much at all, What'd right? What did you say, Tommy? They, they, they don't look no, anything alike. I, the Guinness can's like nothing. The, the dark black with the gold, right? I mean... Yes. Yeah. So unless you're packing your kids lunch in the dark, there's no chance. Now, granted, I don't... Uh, I've, seen, I've seen sparkling water. I don't have it. Now, if you told me you mixed up like a high noon or a white claw with a sparkling water, I'd say, yeah, that's okay. You put a Guinness in there, I'm thinking, you're not a great dad. He said, I got to pick my kid up from school today because I made a big mistake. When my son was born, the best advice I ever got was, you know more than you think you know, but uh, but today is not that day. So he filmed the two drinks side by side, pointing out the similarities in the two cans of the same color. I have to figure out what sparkling water comes in a black can with gold writing and a big harp on it. I don't think that happens. No activator balls uh, said, in the sparkling water cans. Which sparkling water? I said no activator balls in the sparkling water cans. No, that is true. I'm sorry, boy. I'm just I. You're you're low. Your volume's low. So I'm hearing I'm hearing you. It's you're being subliminal to me uh, with the music too. I think you're trying to brainwash me, Tommy. I don't know what you what game you're playing. Not not today. No, it's a very it's a tricky game. Yeah, I like the activator ball. Because it comes out nice and creamy. But yeah, first of all, why are you giving your kid sparkling water? What kind of school is he going to? Some French culinary school? He's a little kid. Let him have a juice box. Let him have... Listen to me. I'm a, the worst parent ever. Let him drink chocolate milk and juice boxes. Oh, just pure sugar, you mean? You betcha. See, but a, a hard seltzer I could see getting mixed up. So uh, somebody else uh, responded to him saying, hey, a kid brought a can of White Claw and thinking it was regular sparkling water too. Uh, another person commented, my mom packed me a wine cooler for lunch because she didn't speak or read English. It was strawberry flavored. I, I got a feeling these parents have too much alcohol around the house. I packed my daughter a lunch every day. Rarely did she get, once I sent a bottle of bourbon, but that was, I was way off way off and i had no excuse but i didn't go pick her up i let her take the heat all right let's do this then there we're gonna start wrapping things up on wtfj night 
get to know you. Kind of bringing in some easy listening to wrap things up. We're here for a couple more minutes on WTMJ Nights, and then it's Brewers Baseball! Woo! Brewers playing in Arizona, taking on the Diamondbacks. Yes, I I was mentioning this to Tommy. I don't know. Tommy, every time I hear anybody, and it doesn't matter, it could be national broadcasts, it could be Wyatt promoing the game. Anytime somebody says they're playing the D-backs, I hear something else. Yeah. And I know in my mind what they're saying, but I can't help it. And I don't know if that's some sort of uh, mental block on my part, some sort of, uh, you know, retarded adolescence. I, I mean, uh, meaning, we could probably just... I didn't grow out of adolescence. Not yeah. that I... I was going to say, we could circle back to our maturity talk from a half hour ago, probably, that's probably too. True. Yeah. That's probably true. I texted it. I told you. This is how immature I am. I told you about the lamb cake and what I kept saying. My daughter went home. When I finally cut a piece of the cake, I texted her a picture with the same thing I had been saying all day. (laughs) Oh, man. She just texted me the double eye roll emoji. We're not so different, even though we might be from different generations. That's you know what, and that's why that's why we work well together. I think so. We're really not that different. We're the kind of guys who would team up to rescue a moose from a freezing lake. I would, ahead, yeah, I would pull your legs while you grab the moose. Right. Well, that's a, a group of people in Alaska did just that. Uh, this woman heard her dogs barking in the middle of the night. She didn't think much of it till the next morning. She discovered a moose had broken through the ice that covered the lake near her home. Uh, the animal struggled to keep its head above the water. She knew she didn't have much time. She got her sons and his friends, and they managed to wrap a strap around the the moose and they pulled it out using all their strength. They didn't even. Uh, no truck, no winch, no nothing. Uh, they said we kind of started rubbing her a little bit and warming her up. Easy, boys. Uh, trying to bring her back, bring her, uh, bring her back, and uh, get her blood circulating. While later, the moose was back on its feet, uh, eating leaves from the trees, and then just trotted off. See you later. But then, of course, the wildlife officials have to. Oh boy, they have to get involved. And they reacted to the incident by telling others to stay away from wildlife as intervening can be dangerous. Yeah, dude, how about, hey, folks, thanks for saving that moose so we didn't have to come and fish moose carcass out of the lake. How about that? But no, they have to mm, wag their fingers. No, no, no. All right, listen, thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the show. Tommy, as always, you're going on a little break. Have some time off. Enjoy yourself. We'll talk to you when you get back. I'll talk to everybody else tomorrow at 6. Brewers baseball comes your way on the other side of the news, which comes your way right after this on WTMJ.